the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, here in the greater Nashville area, in the southern suburbs of Nashville, in the heart of Tennessee, with Tennessee and the world at heart. This is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. It is the midweek, and uh, let me encourage you to be in church tonight. Many of our churches have services on a Wednesday night, and uh, I just do my best to encourage you be in everything your church has got going on. Be in a good church. Be sure you're in one that's going to provide some good things for you, a good Bible-believing church, and soak it up, and it'll be good for you and good for your family. Don't miss out on anything, and certainly tonight is a good time to get that underway. This week, we've been talking on the general theme of in the face of the battle. And whenever we have battles, as everybody does, Christians as well as others, we're going to have battles in our life. And I've said to you that we simply need to believe God. We need to remember that we're blessed and we need to stay bold in the process of facing the battles that we have. We've talked about a couple of those already, talking about bearing the stigma, bearing the mark that we have because we're Christians from Galatians chapter 6. And yesterday we talked about when the government turns on you, and how that does happen. It happened in the first century, and it's certainly happening today. Well, today I want to talk to you about the battle that you have when your friends turn on you, when your friends betray you. What do you do when somebody, somebody that you've loved, somebody that you've worked with, somebody that really has been a part of your life, maybe a partner with you in the work of the Lord, and yet they decide that uh, they've come to a point where they just can't stand you, they don't want to be around you, maybe they start uh, really making bad comments about you as though you've done something wrong when you haven't, and it's just a matter of betrayal, outright betrayal, treasonous in a sense. So what do you do in the face of such battle? Well, let's look at 2 Timothy chapter number 4, and I want to remind you that everybody has this kind of thing happen sometimes. The Apostle Paul, in this case, lays it out very clearly, and he names and blames the people that had done that to him. Chapter 4 of 2 Timothy, verse 10, he says, For Demas hath forsaken me. In verse number 14, he says, Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. In uh, verse number 16, he says, At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. So he's got all of this going on, not just one person, but there's two people, then there's three, then there's others, and they have really taken a solid stand against him. Well, let's look at this just a little bit. In the beginning of chapter 4, he says, I charge thee, talking to Timothy. He's reminding Timothy of a lot of things that he's going to have to deal with even after the Apostle Paul is dead and gone. And he says, I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. And here's what he tells the young Timothy, the young preacher. Preach the word. Be instant, in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. What's he telling him? He's telling him, don't let up, don't cave in, don't coast, don't go along to get along, don't do any of that. Stay true, stay faithful, stay on track, do what you're supposed to do. And the advice given to Timothy sets the tone for what you and I need whenever we need to see 
things clearly, maybe when there's a fog, when people have betrayed us and the fog is coming in, what do we do? Well, we need to stay true. We need to stay on track. We still need to be in Sunday school on Sunday. We still need to be in church on Sunday night. We still need to be walking the walk and doing what we're supposed to do, even when we've been hurt, even when somebody has stepped on us and done us great harm. And so here's what he says. This is going to be the case because, verse 3, the time will come when they'll not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. So again, this is directly to the young preacher telling him that uh, not everybody's going to put up with his straight talk. Not everybody's going to enjoy his sermons. Not everybody's going to listen to the doctrine that he delivers. Now, when you and I are out and about, and you may not be a pastor, you may not be a preacher, and so you're saying, how does that apply to me? Well, it just tells you that not everybody's going to be Christian. Not everybody is going to follow the Lord like they should, and some of them are going to be in direct contact with the devil himself, walking alongside of him and getting counsel from him or some of his cohorts, and they're going to be ugly, they're going to be mean, they're going to do everything they can to step on you and hurt you, and uh, whenever that's the case, here's the next piece of information. Verse 5, he said to the young preacher, "'Watch in all things.'" Endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. So once again, what's he telling him? He's telling them, stay at it. Number one, be alert, be watchful. Do not let this sneak up on you. Don't let somebody, you know, knife you in the back. Be alert to the fact that they're back there and they may in very real terms need to be watched. And not only that, but he says, whatever afflictions come, just take it, put up with it, endure it. Don't let some harmful thing drive you over the edge and push you out of God's service and get you sitting on the side somewhere where nothing is going on with you like it ought to. And then he says, continue to do the work of an evangelist. Keep telling people about Jesus and make full proof of your ministry. He's talking about integrity. Let your solid integrity show, let it be demonstrated, and don't for one single minute lose that integrity. Now, here's the other piece that he puts in here. He talks about, because the Apostle Paul was down near to his life, he was expecting to be executed, and he said, hey, I'm ready. I am ready to be offered. I know my time is about up, but he said, I fought a good fight. I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. And dear friend, when all is said and done, you may have taken some hits. You may have had some hurts. You may have had some real heartaches because a friend even a family member may have turned on you, betrayed you, and done you absolutely dirty, and it hurt you down deep so much so that you just hardly knew where to turn. But the fact is, if you stay on track, and if you do what you're supposed to do day after day, and not let it throw you, not let it throw you down, if you'll do that one of these days, whenever you're old and coming near to the end of your life, I guarantee you, you're going to look back on that and you're going to say, I'm so glad I didn't quit. I'm so glad that I didn't get bitter. I'm so glad that I didn't just lay down and say, well, I'm never going to serve the Lord any longer. That is the testimony that you want to have is that you stayed true, that you kept going, that you didn't let circumstances dictate how you would be. Now, here's one more piece of this, verse 8. 
He said, Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. So, dear friends, there is a payday coming. There are rewards in the future, and you and I need to understand that if we do what we need to do, we do as we ought to do, even when we are being hurt, even when people are being totally ugly to us, when we will still be what we ought to be, the Lord takes note of that, and there will be a reward one day. I quoted just the other night in a meeting. It just came to mind as it has come to mind just now. That song that we sing sometimes that says, It pays to serve Jesus. It pays every day. It pays every step of the way. And I promise you, ultimately, whenever we're with the Lord, the rewards that are coming, you're going to be real tickled about it all. It's going to be something you'll be glad you didn't cave in. You'll be glad you didn't let some person who betrays you make something out of you that you don't need to be. Now, we look at all of this and we say, hey, do these things hurt? Oh, yes, they hurt. Well, what kind of counsel do we have for such times? Well, here's some things that I want you to see. Number one, understand such things will happen. They will happen along the way. But don't get bitter. Look at verse 16 here in chapter 4 of 2 Timothy. After he noted these people betraying him, he said, I pray God that it may not be laid to their charge. You say, what's he saying? I think he's just telling us, don't get bitter. Don't uh, get to the place where that you're asking God to kill them or something crazy like that. Don't do that. Just don't go there. But instead, he said, I pray God will not hold them accountable. And in fact, just that it will not be laid to their charge. It's like he has said, I forgive them, and I'm not going to be bitter about it. I've been hurt, but I'm not going to be bitter. Now, verses 17 and 18, he says, Remember the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, that by me the preaching might be fully known, and that all the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work, and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom. What's he telling us? Hey, the Lord's with us. The Lord will see you through, and he will be right there by your side. So don't push him aside. Don't push him out of the picture. Let him be close to you like he wants to be and continue to serve. I mean, verse number two in this chapter makes very clear that uh, we need to just continue to press right on and do what we ought to do day by day. When he says, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season. What's he saying? Don't let the day pass without you doing what you ought to do. Do it in season, out of season. And then uh, he's telling us that we ought to be vigilant, absolutely vigilant, be alert. Not only to be alert, but we're to take whatever punishment comes, but continue to do the work that we're supposed to be doing. And remember, there will be those rewards. And every single day, we just pay attention and stay on track. Now, here's the other thing we've got to do. There are people like this lurking around us. And whenever they are lurking around us, we ought to be on duty. I mean, in every sense of the word. Look at verse 15. He says, Of whom be thou ware also, for he hath greatly withstood our words. Talking about Alexander the coppersmith. He said, uh, listen, uh, he is somebody you need to be wary of. He'll do to you what he did to me. 
And uh, we've tried to talk to him, tried to counsel him, and uh, he just would not hear it. He just would not listen. And consequently, the Apostle Paul says here, he says, listen, you, you need to understand, he withstood our words. He did not take counsel, and so you need to be alert that he will hurt you just like that he hurt me. So folks, listen, there will be times when you'll have somebody, somebody you've loved, somebody that's worked alongside you, somebody maybe that uh, has been right there for a period of time, and then they will turn on you, and they will do you great harm, they'll do you great damage, but here's the deal with this. You maintain that spirit of rejoicing. You maintain your heart. You maintain your vigilance. You maintain your convictions. You determine that you will not be swayed, and you will not be dissuaded. You will not let something like that turn you the wrong way. And if you will determine by God's grace, and I know none of us have it within ourselves, to do this like we ought to do it. And that's why we need to stay close to the Lord. We need to draw from His well every single day and drink to the full because He has exactly what we need every hour of the day. So, does it hurt when things like this happen? Yes, it hurts. Do you want to cry sometimes? Yes, you do. Well, don't stay there. You may have to cry a little bit, but don't linger there. Don't just hang out there and five months later, five years later, still be nursing that wound. Don't let that happen to you. Deal with it. Get over with it. And just keep going. And remember, here's the key. We're going to believe God. We're going to remember that we're blessed. And we're going to be bold in our witness, bold in our testimony. And whenever we let those three B's do their work, believing God every step of the way, remembering we're blessed, oh my, how we are blessed, and just be bold every single day. I'm telling you, it'll help you when friends betray you. Now, we'll do another one of these tomorrow, talking about in the face of the battle. So I hope you'll join me then. In the meantime, write me a note. I'd love to hear from you. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. And I look forward to having the time back here again tomorrow. So be sure to join me then. Until that time, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day and goodbye for now.